This is the Simply King Podcast, and this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself, and you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans, simply being humans. We're in the new year, and I'm so glad to be back chatting with you all, and I am so excited to give you so many of my new my new guests. A lot of first-time guests are coming on this year um, to have some really great conversations that are forever evergreen. It's a lot of evergreen this year, a lot of evergreen, a lot of evergreen, so I really appreciate uh, the fact that people even still care about me on here, but even more than that, that we're growing. You feel me? 2024 is a year of true truth and ev- elevation. I think that's the theme that I hear so many people speaking to is feeling like, because I understand it. We all was in 2019 thinking that 2020 was going to be a different year for us. And it was. It was a different year for us all. It was special. It was something. Something. Um, and it's, we're, we're different forever because of it, you know, but nevertheless, let me um, not speak too much without bringing in my guest for today. She is a social media strategist and has spent a lot of time trying to help us figure out how and which to fight the algorithmic gods. I introduce to you to the platform, Tamay Shannon. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. And also, it's a special day. Because um, Nick Saban got Nick Saban retired. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Saban. So I don't know if you good. You good. You cool. Bill Belichick. I was like, so they really gonna do this? They really gonna do this? Oh, Bill going too? Bill's gonna. Yeah, Bill left, and people are saying Bill's gonna come over, and I was like, well, we'll we'll see, we'll see. If Bill Belichick becomes the coach of the damn. University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa. That would be crazy. Yeah, that's and it kind the rumors of, I keep hearing. And that don't feel like, but also too, that don't feel like retirement for Bill either, though. Like he's retiring oh, from the no, NFL, but like not. that's like like I think that would be better if he went to like some random ass school that just needs some improvement. He's literally yeah. about he literally he's literally going to like a a semi NFL team. <laughs> right, like, right, right. Exactly. Like you still gotta perform because no, we not, yeah, we don't just take you being like, oh, we got, we got we won. No, no, we every year we get to the end. Like this is this is how this goes. So well, yes. you know, it's crazy. When when this when this airs, we will already know. So I'm gonna make sure I, yes. you know, what, 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 right here, this is who the, you know, this is what the news is. But as into of today, the news has hit us that, you know. Um, that Nick is gone and uh, his replacement is possibly already on in the works of joining the team. Um, but no, let's get into you. So you chose to do something that I think a lot of people would have, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have chose as a uh, as a career choice because it's it causes so much frustration. I've, I've, I've literally been able to start and build a business off of the idea that people don't know what the hell they're doing online. Um, and, and don't know the first steps of gaining, uh, engagement, gaining followers, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, tell me what attracted you to, to even get into social media as a occupation as a whole. So when I got started, it wasn't an occupation. It mm. was something your little cousin's friends did. 
<laughs> so <laughs> it was definitely not something that was like, oh, we pay professional people to do this thing. Because um, this was about, this is 12, 13 years ago, you know? Yeah. We, haven't had, we didn't have Instagram. Yeah. It was still like, are you on the Facebook? Duh. Um, <laughs> And so the reason why I got into it, one, pay some bills. Uh, but really, I always thought that the one thing that I like about social media, for better or for worse, is that it's always different. It's mm. always changing up. There's always something to experiment with, to try out with. And so Sex. I was like, oh, that'd be cool as a career. <laughs> Little did I know. I think that's, I think that, I get it, though. I mean, it's an attractive thing. And I think, you know, it is crazy how so much of it is like a a forever respected and, 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 you know, not respected enough type of position and, um, and skill set. Uh, especially if you have the skill set to literally analyze somebody's account and get them out the mud and literally lift yeah. their, lift their accounts to a really great place to where they found community, their community found their customer base, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, right. it's so interesting to me. It's so interesting to me, but we, before we get too deep into more of who you are, I want to, also gives respects to another baby of mine, which is the vibe hour. And the vibe hour is your twice weekly dose of the vibes via a new way of consuming music, uh, which you can listen to right now on, you can listen to all previous episodes on station head right now. Um, but you can also tap into it live on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a good time, great time. Hella playlist. The playlists are available on Apple Music and uh, Spotify as well. Um, but to integrate it into this podcast and several different podcasts that you're going to see throughout the year, this is going to be a reoccurring segment. I present to you the Vibe Minute, you know? And today's Vibe Minute is tell me a song that you discovered via social media so i'm i'm gonna take a slight pivot because i was like one of the things i found out is that i find it hard to figure out what the songs are on social i'm on tiktok i'm like oh that's real cool and mm-hmm. i don't know what the song is i always find it difficult so a song that i discovered from a show um is eat by liana lizzie it liana banks liana banks liana banks eat by liana banks Mm, mm, okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna tap into that. I'm gonna tap into that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fit it in. I'm gonna fit it in. Um, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna go in here. Let me put that in my notes. You said "Eat" by Liana Banks. Yep. sounds good now for me because i'm gonna give y'all one too the one for me i I literally just posted it to my story today it's uh by a group i believe of a group of siblings calling the name of the group is infinity song signed to rock nation and there's a song they have called slow burn it's giving soft rock it's giving black soft rock the, the vocals are crazy. The harmonies are insane. Get into it. It's the distance between New York and L.A. It's sitting alone in the back of a cafe. It's a slow burn for me. 
into it. And that's your vibe minute for this episode. Now, back to you, to me. I love your name, by the way. It's very, it's very like, it's very 90s. It's very much like a very, you know, creative name where your, where your parents, you know what I'm saying? Very like creative in the century people. Um, they were, I don't, I mean, they are creative. I don't think they're eccentric, but they're my parents. So, you know, mm. I have thoughts and opinions, but yeah, I think they're just regular degular. I feel it. I feel that. I feel that. So let's, let's tap into even deeper as to how you got to where you are. Uh, what would you say was the first social media um, profile account experience that you can remember Ooh. that like really invigorated some type of sparking you to be like, this is cool. I really like this. Even before you probably seen it as a business, just as a person who enjoyed being on social media. I think that's how we all started before it became obviously an obsession <laughs> of communication. Um, what was it uh, for you? It was, gosh, I think, you know what it was? It's And this is going to be uh, different. This is going to be different. Um, but what really had me like enthralled with it was the um, the Boston bombing. Mm. And specifically the way that Twitter at that point, not only like I had never before seen in my life the way there was real time tracking of what was happening, where the police were, but also they were using that information to find him. So there was this interplay and this back and forth of crowdsource updates of what, you know, what's happening that the news could never, could mm. never, right? Match, but also how the police were using that information to like, closed their search net like it was fascinating to me and it also showed me the other side of it where when it goes wrong because the first time they were like this person did it was the wrong person they boxed the wrong person and how that showed like you know there was like the good the good side of social and the bad side of social was really encapsulated in that incident oh my oh my that is a different answer i was not expecting that but that is really intriguing though and i think that We've seen so many different examples of that over time. Like I always, I think that was honestly the first thing I thought about when, um, when um, Elon Musty that I like, that's what I like to call him, uh, bought Twitter. As I thought about like, he's doing this thing, trying to treat this application as a toy when yes, it's been entertaining for so many different people. When you think about black Twitter and so on and so forth, but around the world, this has been an application of liberation for certain people, like yes. for, for freedom fighting. Like I've, I've seen countless and countless stories of when you kind of step into a whole nother side of Twitter and you find out that there are literally organizations that are organizing via this application because people can't keep up. They don't understand it. They don't understand the way people communicate. They're, they're communicating in a way that you got to be in the loop. If you know, you know, type of thing. And um, yeah, being able yeah. to organize literally in front of everybody and also give everyone in the world information on what's happening on the ground. Like I think about, exactly. you know, I filtered information where it's yeah. like, Hey, I know the news is saying this and the news has a viewpoint and here's what it looks like for me as a person participating in this thing that's happening. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, like think, I'm thinking about like, would, would Ferguson even, would Ferguson could have been seen as, could have been pictured to us via the media as this like war-torn space in the midst, like this like, you know, seven, 14 day riot of sorts. You know right. what I'm saying? If we didn't have people on the ground showing us that, like, oh no, the police are, the police are definitely, you know, 
brutalizing people. There's definitely a lot of, you know what I'm saying, unrest. Down the street. I was just doing this. I was just living my life. I was just peacefully protesting. I was just drinking water. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Where people are like, oh, and it's it's and it's 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 fascinating because like you hear things, you're like, that can't be true. And then it's true, and you're like, wow. So yeah, it really is a whole or was a whole new access to what's happening for people really without the filter of uh, what we can and can't say that the news has to go through because they're the news. Facts. 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 Um, I believe that, you know, after, you know, Instagram to me, I don't think it was like MySpace because I was able to see MySpace kind of come and go. Um, I don't think it was Facebook in particular because it felt like something that after a certain point, you kind of age out in a weird way at the time for me. Um, but Instagram certainly was the 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 application that I thought was like, oh, this is universal. People can post yeah. pictures. You yes. can go viral. Um, you can, you know, still, you know, comment and, and, and connect with your friends and various things like that. And just keep, you know, building on to what this is. And there's an entertainment element to it that's crazy. Like, but I also think that in, that Instagram was truly the first thing that kind of brought in the idea of the average person being able to get a lot of likes, get yeah. a lot of, you yeah. know, attention. Um, because I think with MySpace, it was very beneficial if you were an artist, like you made music and things like that. Um, because I, I talked about it literally the other day, like how I did not care yesterday. I did not care about how many friends I had on MySpace. If anything, having a, a smaller amount of friends was the coolest thing to be because hence the top eight. Like, look, this got to be yep. the most pristine. Mm -mm -mm, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think it was Instagram that kind of position. It's, it's like they took all of the various different, you know, consumer behavior and fixed in a way to present something where they, you know, had all of these, you know, these brain chemicals that they speak to, the dopamine, all these various yeah. things going yeah. because you're seeing these likes, you're seeing the the rise of, you know, the, your ratio of followers versus following. <laughs> right. mm -hmm. That's a real particular thing to do, you know? Um, yes. And then just continuously like unraveling out these particular features until it got to a point to where you realize like they weren't the people who were cutting edge anymore, you know? Like, yeah. Snapchat created the idea of these of these stories. Instagram takes it. Uh, Vine does the say, video. Instagram, Instagram real takes good it. At taking stuff. Real good. At this point, real it's good. it's crazy. Like it's like they they got to a point to where they just started just snatching the ideas and the, and the you know these features right. from other people and renaming them. We got the money. It's ours now. It's ours now. Like yes, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. And now I feel like you know it's been. Like you said, you know, it's been over 10 years for all of the various different, you know, traditional social media sites. And I think everybody's fucking tired of them. You could tell me if it's different on your side, you know, speaking to people who probably are trying to find answers and trying to be a little bit more optimistic about it, obviously. Uh, because social media is here to stay and it's basically stamped as, you know, one of the newest forms of communication. How do you believe that we will continuously adjust and right. keep growing with it. Like, do you think that social media will become easier and kind of level out in different ways? Because I think that right now it feels like it's in a weird place of people seeing social media as something that's either aggravating or difficult to figure out. 
Right. So I think what it is is that it's the honeymoon phase is over. The honeymoon phase is over. So we That's got into point. a relationship and we like, oh my goodness, you're so cute. Thanks. And that little thing you do, that don't even bother me that much. It's fine. I, it's cool. And now we're in this phase of like, oh, I got to set boundaries. Oh, I don't actually, let me tell you how I don't like that thing. And this is how it impacts me. So where we're at with social media is really actually looking at how do we engage with it long-term? How do we actually have it work in our lives? Because, you know, there was a, the golden age of Instagram where the filters and the cuteness and the perfectly curated da-da-da. And everybody was like, oh my God, I want that life. And now we're like, um, you can just go ahead and throw up a picture without any makeup on. That's cool. And that's going to get you a lot of likes, right? Crazy. So there's this rebalancing of like, actually, this thing is here to stay. And how do I actually integrate it into who I am, not who I want people to perceive me to be or who I'm trying to out here and be like, no, life is perfect and I'm happy. And it's like, no, today sucks. And let me tell you how it sucks. And da 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 da. So I think we're just in this equalizing phase. And mm. uh, I appreciate that. Um, just because yeah. if it's going to be here to stay, if it's going to stick around, it's going to have to really be reflective of people uh, because that's who we connect with. Yeah. I feel like, um, I don't know if you follow Moseri, the head of Instagram, but I always, always am um, frustrated by damn near every time he gets, he puts his face on that damn camera and tells us about a damn feature that nobody asked for. Uh, and he tries to make it seem so like, like, the, I know y'all wanted this. I know, no, I know y'all, no. I, I know y'all wanted this. You know what we have for you guys? DMs. Don't you love DMs? Yes. DMs already existed, but DMs are better now. You can change the color of your DM. You can, you can, there's gifts in your DMs. There's voice messages in your DMs. There's a uh, vanish mode in your DMs. That's exactly what you're waiting on. You know, and then, and then and anytime he, they have tried to like go to something that give us some type of something that we've been asking for, like right. the, uh, like the bringing back the chronological timeline is something that everybody's yeah, been asked yeah. for, for a long time. The w- fact that they brought in, the following and friends and favorites yeah. timeline options. Yeah. Got on my nerves. Cause it was like, y'all petty for this. So now we got to be the one right. it's now on us to select if that's what we right. want. And it's going to give us the people that we follow for sure. And da da da. But like, it felt like a very huh here type of feature. Like, yeah, I can't say we right. ain't never did yeah. nothing for you. You can always see your friends. Just change your, like just change your things. Just change it. You, you do it. You do it. And it's just like, give like kink. Cause we don't care about all these applic, like all these ads. And if anything, is there no way to meet in the middle to where you giving me chronological, chronological things. You're showing me all the people that I want to see the people that I'm interacting with the people that I follow. Like if I just keep scrolling and if all, if, if, if I follow 2000 people and let's say only a thousand of them post on a regular basis, those are the posts I should see. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure they all become visible to me at some point. You could throw and I'm I'm okay if you throw them in at different times because I haven't seen it yet. You prioritize the things I already have haven't interacted with based off of who I follow. In my mind, that should be a no-brainer in the algorithm. But instead, it's all it's still about likability. It's still this it algorithmic likability thing. I literally just did an episode uh right before recording with you, and I literally referenced uh you remember that movie, The Minority Report? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
which is a crazy concept, by the way. Like predicting that you like you know, knowing that you're gonna do crime and we're gonna arrest you before you do the crime. It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. It's not wild for where we are in this world. I feel like that's a thing that if people could, they would be like, "No, this is a good idea. Trust me." Oh lord. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so we gonna so we using computers and things like that to assume if people gonna do a crime based off of how they showed up online. Oh, okay. Because in my mind, if y'all gonna do that, we probably could have stopped a lot up. But you know, that's that's look that's getting down to another road. Because uh, it's because it's always comes out anytime it's a, a mass shooter or something. We go we go digging in that we go digging right, up through them right. through yeah, the IP address and we find a whole lot of hate. Ooh, hmm. Wonder why they shot up a whole. Four chan would be ground zero. Come on now, just just lock them up. You feel me? But. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, this episode is something that I definitely don't want to grandstand too much, but I, I really feel like it's something that really is personal to me. Like I really, and I think it's personal to any like content creator and digital creator, because it's like, this is what the, this is the playground we're playing on, you know, and we want it to work. We put a lot of energy, a lot of work into the content and it needs to work. Uh, you just wanted to, to do the thing. And, um, one thing that I want to, you know, distinguish the difference in what your value is, is I've seen so many different coaches and consultants promote themselves online all the time. I personally believe that a lot of them, I like to think of these coaches and consultants as the best juxtaposition or assembly I could give is like Zodiac signs. Bear with me. Okay. Where... All of these people are various different signs and they're speaking to other people who happen to be their sign and that can give them proof of concept to their strategies and their methodology. Okay. But it's not universal. If you are a Scorpio telling other Scorpios that you need to post three times a day on Instagram to, to increase engagement and growth, that might work for y'all. That might just work just for y'all. Right. But there's another person on here who's quote unquote, telling everybody that they need to post quality content and they don't have to post this many times a day because that's going to be too much. They need to post quality content and that's what's going to create engagement. They need long they need long captions, quality content, and like that's what it is. Keep people on the app engaged. Right. And that works for who that works for, but it's not universal. Please, please, if you can, like distinguish why, you know, you as a specialist – it's are, are, are the difference factor. Like what, what are you, what are you, what is your methodology that's making you into this different person that could possibly help a lot of people uh, get their things in order on social media? So I'm bringing together a couple of factors. So yeah, there's definitely, you know, what are best practices and how should you do this and blah, blah, blah. Those are absolutely things to consider, but there's also what stage are you in business? What's happening in your business? That's another thing to consider because if you are how somebody who has five employees versus somebody who's a solo and different industries will impact what you should do, how you should do it and what it should look like. Yeah. And, and if you are comparing um, a bank to a, um, you know, a furniture brand or a plant brand, mm -hmm. it's different vibes. And so those things have an impact. So it's not just looking up best practices. How often should I post on Instagram? Thanks. But also taking consideration where you're at in business and what you're trying to accomplish. Because some people use social as strictly legion. 
Um, that's all they're doing. They're just pulling pulling people into their funnel. And then once you're in the funnel, they're taking you to their email list. or they're taking you to live events. or they're taking mm. you to someone else. Mm. Some people use social to create community. And in that community, that's where they sell. So there's a lot of ways to use social. And best practices is the baseline that you look at. And then you start stacking on where your business is at, how you want to leverage social for your business and what your goals are in your business. Mm -hmm. So instead of it being just this kind of methodology of, you know, some quote unquote proven strategy, you have to customize it no matter what is what I'm getting. No matter what. I like that. I like that. And and that's kind of what I got to even with myself when I started to tap in and kind of follow particular people giving advice on how to show up on these platforms. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's a one size fits all situation because I'm like, my situation doesn't fit into this. I don't have this like straightforward niche. I'm not just a podcaster. Like it's like, I can't just market myself as just a podcaster. I make podcaster content. Like it's a podcast and I talk about a lot of things, you know? So it's like, how do I best market that? And I think that it felt like I immediately kind of chose the hardest, longest road in battle because I'm not just a podcast about music or a podcast about gaming and, you know, and, and like blur culture and things like that. Like the fact that I talk to so many different people all the time, like if you just look at the series of episodes that I've done, you can just, just, just drop yourself in any year in my archive of episodes and you'll realize like, oh, this dude talked to this one, this, this Australian model, then a, 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 um, a self-care specialist. And then the following week, this like, tech person it's like yeah that's what you're gonna get you're gonna get that's what you're gonna get you know what i'm saying and in my mind it's like it's stimulating conversations i'm doing no different than a joe rogan than all these daytime shows who are giving you these general interests and exposing you to genu- genuine people hence the tagline you know yeah. the soul of the country podcast human simulation you know what i'm saying like that's what it is so i like that i like that and to speak more I would love if you speak more about kind of, you know, what are some of the kind of like common, uh, I guess, pain points that you're noticing when you are giving these consultations? Like, what are you noticing that a lot of people are having issues and troubles with? Yeah, the biggest thing is overwhelm. People, Mm. like you said earlier, people tired, right? And especially as social evolves, it's getting a little bit more complex. So instead of just being like, yo, throw a picture up, now they like throw a video up and most of the time, you just can't throw a video up. You're not just like, oh, I've got to do a little editing or I've got to do a little text overlay, or get yeah. a little context, right? Yeah. And so as the content gets a little bit more complicated, yeah. uh, people get lost in the content and the creation of the content and the managing of the content. Thanks. And they forget the strategy side, the side that says, hey, should you even be posting a video? What's your call to action? What platform should you be on? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I see people get overwhelmed because they're just like, oh, I just, I'm posting stuff on Facebook. I'm posting stuff on Instagram. I'm on TikTok <laughs> and nobody's buying. Nobody's just like, well, what's the strategy? Well, how do you, how are you mapping that this is effective at all? How are you mapping that? You know, the traffic that you're throwing to your website is traffic that's engaged and that wants your stuff. Like, have you checked that out? So it's 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 just the overwhelm that business owners feel when you've got to fill a lot of hats. Yes. You gotta do a lot of things. Yes. You gotta be the one to make it happen. And so when you prioritize it, what happens is like you prioritize 
getting, you know, taking care of clients. Makes sense to me. But when you do that, marketing falls off and then you have that feast and famine cycle that mm. nobody enjoys. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think I love I love that, you know, you put it this way and you definitely, you know, you can tell that you you, you talked to, to a lot of people about this because I think that um, overwhelming definitely is the the natural feeling. Um, and I think we could talk more about it um, in, a, in, a, in a later point about kind of what reactions and feelings that social media kind of brings to us. But before that, I wanted to, you know, take a slight pivot to talk about uh, AI. And I'm not talking about Allen Iverson, you know, um, not talking about the answer. I'm talking about an artificial intelligence becoming a, a mainstream thing within the past two years with things like ChatGPT and OpenAI's products and so many other AI related things from, you know, Google has AI division now that's been truly like boasted up to be something that, you know, they're utilizing a lot more. Um, AI being something that's always been in our fingertips, being Siri, being a, a AI of some sorts, as well as Alexa being a part of our home in these automated systems. Um, and would you say, but now we have this like this art we have generative feel on Photoshop. We have all these different versions of AI kind of us communicating to it and it giving us something back. Yeah. Um, do you believe that we should embrace it or should we be fearful of this? We should be fearful of the takeover. Like it's going to be a, it's going to be a singularity and we're going to be looking like the matrix in about 10 years, which what, what do you, where do you think we're going with this? This is going to be, is this a revolutionary tool that's going to be helpful to us, this technology, or is it going to be our demise? You know, you you basically you you ask me, look, you got a cold. Are you going to be happy about the cold or sad about the cold? Look, the cold is here. There's nothing we can do. Mm -hmm. It is here. Mm -hmm. And so where I think we should shift our focus to is not being happy about it or unhappy about it, but the effed up ways it can go down for people of color. Mm. So we should really be looking at putting systems and structures in place because yeah. it's 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 here it's going to be used but when we start telling ai for example and i forgot what company did this but a company was using ai to say hey go find more cool people like the people we have hired and ai was like cool bet surprise surprise what showed up was white men because the people you've already hired are white men so AI was like, look, I found this is your subset. I am finding things that match. And they were like, well, we're having problems with diversity. Well, yeah, you told it to find what you have. What you have is this. It's not going to seek anything else outside of that. So that's where I think we should really be focused on AI is how are companies using it? Yeah. How are companies allowing it to process data? Mm -hmm. Because when you have systematic issues in place, and then you add automation to those systematic issues, mm -hmm. practice happens faster. Yeah. And that's where I think we should really be paying attention because that's the part that's going to screw over a lot of people. Not AI itself, not, not the generative AI, not creating images that punk people and things like that, but the systematic places of where we live and work and how it processes information such that people get automatically disenfranchised and they don't even know it. Damn. That's a bar. I love that. I love that. That's a good way to put that because I think every time there is a new technology, we also realize how much of technological racism is involved <laughs> because racism is just in everything. The people who are coding these things already have a particular bias that, you know, it's just 
in the damn air. So I, it makes sense as to why those things are that way, because I definitely have seen those things happen because I find I find it funny. I do find it funny when it came to like the the sounds or the like the people getting the like the AI made songs. A lot of a lot of black artists got them AI made songs. You know what I'm saying? So it yeah. it does feel particular in nature. <laughs> um, but to you know call back you know something that we were kind of tipping into uh, previously. I believe there's been a lot of psychological like physiological um, feedback from the consumption of social media of the past decade and some change uh, to the point to where I remember uh, coming across something where they, they were speaking about babies being born with their hands like this, as if they're already prepared and ready to, you know, have something in their hands, an iPad, a phone or whatever, whatever, you know, um, but also thinking about blue lights, you know what I'm saying? I got my blue blocks glasses because yeah. I'm I, I gotta you know I'm in front of the screen all the time um yeah. but also the mental health element to it as well like people feel extremely heavy feelings and and the thing that's de- they're dealing with in real life feels magnified online you know that's to the point to where some people express it they crying on their phone you know to some to the point to where people feel like they need a break they need to delete all the apps they need to get all the way away you know Tell me, what do you believe is this, you know, physiological impact that you've noticed from the creation of social media? It's, it, it's, it, up until this point, anytime we wanted to have immediate gratification, we had to do something to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to take an active and it worked. It, it, there was some work to it. There was like, oh, I'll do this thing for one minute. I'll get this thing. I'll do this thing for five minutes. And now we're operating in milliseconds, right? Yeah. Like, oh, let me check. Did somebody message me on Facebook? Oh, let me check. Did somebody do that? Oh, let me da 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 da. And so it's in milliseconds. And our brain already acts and does things automatically. That's how we live. That's how we survive. Like, we're like, oh, that thing is hot. I'm not going to touch that. But we don't even say that's hot. I'm not touching it. We just pull away. Mm-hmm. And so since our brain is automatically processing so much information. Thanks. When we give it, I think when we give it so much to process, there are things that are happening that we wouldn't consciously agree to yeah. or we would consciously like. But since it's just like, look, I'm just trying to survive. You gave me 50 million things of information. So I'm going through them and I will do it. And what it's saying is like, oh, every time I see <clears throat> an image of a woman who looks like this, I appreciate that, but I'm not that. So your brain is like, okay, so we want that. I'm not that. How do I get there? And there's all these little things where we start finding dissatisfaction with ourselves, dissatisfaction with our lives, Mm -hmm. dissatisfaction with how we live because we say, oh, that's that's what I should be. I should be this thing. I'm not that thing. And if you get that confirmation 50 times, 100 times a day of I'm not that, that that's why people have, that's why people want to detox because yeah. you can only take so much. I suck. I'm not that before you like, I give up. I give Fact. up. Facts. I can't do nothing right. Facts. I can't do nothing right. I'm not worth it. I, I, I don't have anything to contribute. I don't have any good ideas. Why am I even here? Mm. And, and, and you are so right. You are so right. And it's unfortunate because they've gamified it. They've literally like made it into a game of like points and progression um, yeah. to the point to where like, this is your life. Like, right. this is your life. Ooh, I want to progress. 
I want more. Yeah. I and so your brain is like, no, let's do it. Let's do it. And yeah. I think that's why we should have, you know, media literacy, social media literacy, AI uh, yeah. literacy, because the, the amount of times I see, there's a great example of this, Facebook ads. Because Facebook, you know, Facebook don't care. Facebook wilds, right? Mm. And so Facebook um, will allow anybody to set up a shop and take your money. And so I've seen a lot of shops create clothing shops, create like the stuff we want to have. Like there's some big girl clothes that look real cute. AI, it's an AI generated image. It's an AI generated um, everything. And people are like, oh, that's so cute. I can't wait to order. And I'm like, you know, they're going to steal your card and just run, right? Like that's not a real thing. That's not a real image. It's giving Timu. They're going to take your money, right? (laughs) It's so interesting that people... We're still in the space of learning what's real, what's not, how do we discern. And we've been on the internet for what, 30 years now, 40 years now? We've had an internet for a while now. True. And we still don't, we 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 still have people be like, but I saw it on the internet. And you're like, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't make it true though. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. If anything, I saw it on the internet. If anything, you should you should be skeptical first. I've like literally people have literally sent me so many things. And I was like, I don't think this is real. I don't think this is real. This isn't a real picture of such and such. This isn't a real picture of da da da. And it's just like, yeah, sorry, sorry, but it's not. It's just it's just not. It's just not. But um, I would say you know, I I think in this year I really want to push through the algorithm in a in a in a better way. I'm at the point now where I have, I'm at my wits end personally, you know, to be candid that I'm prepared to do. I like, I I feel like I've turned over every single stone that I could turn over. I now have a password manager. I have two, two factor authentication on all of my, all of my things. I have the, you know, date of birth on everything. I'm a real person. I don't mind verifying my identity if all these things take me out of the space of being quote unquote shadow banned or not, because I feel like I've been shadow banned for years or like I go in and out of it for some reason, because it's like this makes no sense for my shit to not for, for the, the progression and the growth of it to be a thing. And now I'm living in a time in a day and age where I'm still able to like convince people to give me some money to post about their brands. And the only way that I can progress in that industry, progress in that medium as if I gain engagement, gain more followers, various different things because I'm providing, you know, value in this situation. So to me, it's like, it's such a, uh, such a frustrating thing. So I really want to, you know, if anything, I wanted to thank you for doing the type of work that you do because we need those people who aren't frustrated by social media, don't mind continuously digging into it, figuring it out and coming and sharing the knowledge that you have and resources that you can come, you know, come up with to help us all do this better, you know. And um, this is a perfect time to get into my final segment of the episode. It's called "Send It On." Um, I don't know if you can hear the the nice sweet vocals and sounds of you know D'Angelo's song Send It On for all those who may be new to the podcast the Send It On portion of the episode is call, is a call to action segment and my question for you to me is tell everyone how they can book you um, for a consultation or any services you're, you're promoting and providing 
as of today because you know it's it's a new year and when this comes out it still will be freshly into the first quarter so people still need to get their things together let them know how they can get with you yeah so you know you can find me on instagram at w2s marketing and honestly one of the best ways to engage with me if you don't need full social media management is my virtual vip day and that way while we can work together and we can make sure that where you're heading and where you want to head is actually not only aligned with best practices but you and your goals because some people if you're like i don't want to be do video i'm like cool we can do video without your face you don't have to be front and center and we can still make video effective like there are ways that social media can work for you as a person and not not and i'm not saying we won't stretch you you're gonna be stretched but i'm not gonna force you to do something that you categorically hate and that just makes you be like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that because mm. if if, if I do, make you do something you hate, you're not going to do it. And the purpose is to grow your business because the more people that are living a life that they love, doing what they love mm-hmm. impacts the world. And we are happier. When I see people, whether you work as an entrepreneur or whether you are in a corporate life, if you enjoy what you do, the people around you are happier. Facts. So big, big facts, big facts. I appreciate you for saying that. And it's something that I think, you know, even for me, um, last year, I came up with the phrase of creating digital happiness as kind of like the tagline or the slogan for my business life is king, because I don't mind making the content for anybody. (laughs) It's the managing of social media. It's the whatever, whatever. It's like, I'll get as far as, you know, give you the best strategy to my knowledge, but it's one of the most insecure things that I think I also have as a creator to be genuinely vulnerable. Cause it's like, I feel like I understand this. I feel like I have a good grasp on this. I feel like I've helped so many people get their things off the ground and out of their mind. Why the hell? Why, but what about me? What about me? I, I, I think I, I, I feel like I look good enough to be on camera. I think I got a nice enough voice for people to listen to. I got a good taste in music to put something behind and use effects. I got literally pro level editing skills. What's going on? What's happening? What's the problem? I understand timing. I understand, you know, consumer behavior, engagement, and all those various things. I have a marketing degree. Why is <laughs> why me? You know, and I feel and so I appreciate you, uh, people like you. And I certainly want to, you know, stay connected myself to, you know, understand and pick your brain about the best approaches and best methodology to use if you are have a certain type of business, because that's what we learned in today's episode. Um, Make sure um, you tap in with Tamay. I'm going to have all of her information in the description of this episode. Um, Also, to make sure that you uh, tap in. With all things Simply King, uh, follow the, uh, the Instagram page at Simply King Pie. Um, also follow me at everywhere and everywhere at Kings underscore memoirs. And also, if you want to continuously get to know more of what it, what it is that I do outside of podcasting, you can go to www.lifeisking.com to get some of those, you know, understandings of services and various uh, work examples that I've done for other people over time. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. Tomei, this has been a great conversation. I think you're going to help a lot of people. And I think a lot of people are going to be calling your damn phone to figure out what, what do I need to do? What is it I need to do? You know? Um, and you know, 
Roll Tide. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you. This has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. I've been Rodney Perry. This has been the social media strategist, Tamay Shannon. And this has been Simply King. Peace. Can I call you Rose?